All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Thursday, August 11th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And Clayton, this is our weekend preview episode, and the summer doldrums have officially started. Mm. And, you know, this is the way August used to be back in the day, back in the, you know, our, our childhood and and you know, teendom. August is where you would release the 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 movies that you knew were going to bomb. Your Airheads, your Beverly Hillbillies remakes. Mm-hmm. You know that that's when your your D level Seagal or Van Damme movies. You know, if they didn't come out in January, they're coming out in August. So, as much as we lament the lack of like huge tentpole movies this month. It is in some ways a return to form yep. of what the summer always was, the August dumping ground. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we've had a few big movies, not in the last couple of years, though. I mean, Suicide Squad 2016 opened to 133. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, really kicked off the idea that you could really open something in August in 2014 with $94 million. But yeah, I mean, it is. It's sleepy. People are on vacation. Right. And the box office reflects that. Right, right. And obviously, it shouldn't have gone back to what it was. You know, no. I mean, even as, as far back as, as like, you know, the famous summer of 99, you had Sixth Sense open in August and become one of the biggest blockbusters of the year. That was a bit of a surprise that wasn't meant to be a tentpole movie. It became one. But it's been clear for a while that August should be treated the way June is, the way July is. You should open big tentpole movies there. I mean, look at Crazy Rich Asians in 2019. You know, that went on to be a blockbuster. So it's a return to form that shouldn't have been. But there are new movies coming out this weekend. There are new movies coming out every weekend. And the thing is, with, with box office, you never know. Yeah. So maybe one of these movies will become the sixth sense. Maybe Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is going to be the sixth sense of this year. Probably not. I mean, right now, you never it's know. tracking in its expansion is comparable to Men. Okay, okay. Which bowed at $3.3 million. Okay, so Bodies, Bodies, Bodies will probably not be the sixth sense of this year. Yeah. But what I'm saying is- You never you know. You never know. You never you know. You never know. That's the magic of the late summer. Exactly. Is maybe something breaks out. I mean, it's weird to think that this time last year, in that summer of 2021, when people were still- starting to get vaccine waxed and obviously the box office wasn't where it was. People weren't fully back to the theaters. You had a pretty big August movie come out in that free guy dominated the month of August. Yeah. And ended up over a hundred. But I guess that's sort of akin to what Bullet Train is gonna end up doing. Bullet Train will have a run like Free Guy did this August. I guess Free Guy just got so much press because it sort of it, it it stood out so much amongst a bad summer last year. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, you're looking at, so I'm just looking at the top opening weekends by month, August, right? Okay. And so you've got those two big ones we mentioned, and then most of the other big ones are in the 60s. Okay. So you got the Born Ultimatum all the way back in 2007, which mm-hmm. opened to 69. You got Rush Hour 2 in 2001, opened to 67. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, in 2014, opened August 8th, and that made 65. Jada Compton made 60 yep. in 2015. Signs, taking That's a little right. bit of a cue from The Sixth Sense, opened August 2nd. Right, right. And made 60. Fast and Furious uh, presents Hobbs and Shaw, more recent one, that August made 2nd. 60, right? Made 60. Right. Right, so like, the, the idea of having a... 130, 90, one of those. That's right. a little bit ridiculous. Right, right. But Bullet Train could have been a movie that made 60. Like, there is a world where that could have been what it made, right? Right, Like right. a Hobbs and Shaw-esque right. amount, or maybe in the high 50s But Hobbs or and Shaw is a installment of a franchise that's been around for 
10 years. With two very popular characters. Right, yeah. right. And Born Ultimatum, same thing. That is, what, the fifth movie in a popular franchise. So, mm-hmm. you know, the Bullet Train is more, and you had Rush Hour too. So those are all sequels in franchises. Yeah. Um, n- and Signs, part of the M. Night right. IP, which was right. huge at the time and still, I mean, still packs in the people. Right, right, right. So, and it is so interesting that even all those big movies you mentioned, they all, if they come out in August, they all pretty much come out the first Friday in August. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, there's still that hesitation to put out a tentpole movie past the first or maybe second Friday in August. You know, there's nothing big coming out on, you know, August 20th ever, even in, even in the, the years where the where the theaters are really rocking and rolling, like 2019, I would bet there wasn't a giant movie that came out past August 15th. So I'm looking at this list, and now this is Box Office Mojo, because mm-hmm. this is the first thing that came up. Right. And I had to go all the way down to number 19 with Inglorious Bastards, mm-hmm. which opened to 38, and that opened on August 21st. Okay. And that legged out to 120. So wow. that's a that's a total rarity. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's so rare to see a movie that big open that late in the summer. What year was that? That was 2009. Wow. Wow. So that is a year when the movies were really feeling themselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, as much as it's it's uh, a shame that the studios are sort of taking – they're punting the next two months worth of, of releases in the theaters, it is sort of what you get in August. You get the one big movie at the beginning of the month, and then you get your Airheads. Mm-hmm. Which, listen, we love Airheads. Yeah, absolutely. We love the Beverly Hillbillies remake. Yeah. But those are late summer, summer's over type of movies. The thing that creates anxiety mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is we had such great momentum. Yes. And it feels like the momentum is stopping. Right. And that, for us in the industry, is a little bit frightening because- there's been so many stops and starts during COVID right? that the fact that we're back to normal life in the sense of the way movies are mm-hmm. put on the calendar will incite some fear because what if something happens and then all these big movies you're holding on to can't be released, right? right? Like right. I, it's not going to happen, right. but there's that fear there. So I think right. that's why this feels different than other Augusts. Right. And the fact that, you know, not to look too far ahead, we're, we're here to preview this weekend, but the fact that September is also so barren. That's a bit, I think you that's know? the thing that's more frightening. Not yeah. frightening, but more anxiety-inducing. Yeah, because even last year, last summer, 2021, a much worse time for the theaters in the sense that people weren't ready to go back in a big way, all that, blah, blah, blah. You still knew that that Shang-Chi was yes. coming out on Labor Day weekend. A big Marvel movie mm-hmm. came out on Labor Day weekend. So it's just strange that a year later, a year further past whatever, people being vaccinated, people going to the movie theater, that you're in a you have a worse outlook for the theaters for the next couple of months now than you did at the same point. A year ago, because there isn't a Shang-Chi coming out on Labor Day weekend. No, but I mean, Labor Day was also really well known as like a down weekend, oh, too. Oh, of course. So Shang-Chi opened a 75.3. That was smashed the record. Oh, that, that I think was, was Halloween or Halloween 2. Right, right. Yeah, so, and I think- Rob yeah, Zombie's Halloween's, of course. Not and and that we don't have Salem's Lot opening on that mm-hmm. Friday, the weekend after Labor Day. There is no big Warner Brothers horror movie in that slot that they've sort of popularized the last few years with the It movies, with the Conjuring movie, with The Nun. And we thought maybe Salem's Lot fills that spot and then they moved it to next spring. So it's just we're yeah. sitting at a place where, yeah, it's the August doldrums, but then unfortunately, it's going to be the September doldrums, and those are doldrums that we, we they could have avoided. They could have put something out. 
Yeah, I mean, the Salem's Lot thing is interesting, and this is, I think, a topic for a different episode, mm-hmm. and we touched on it, is the VFX situation. Right. Which is, that's supposedly why Salem's Lot got pushed. Right, because everyone's working on She-Hulk or, yeah. you know, second season of uh, WandaVision or whatever, all these Marvel shows, which it, it just, it hurts you to your core to know that Marvel streaming shows are causing the delay of theatrical movies. Yeah, and I think that's when you have to draw a line. Mm-hmm. I mean, number one, the VFX artists should be treated with respect. They should yes. be working normal hours. They shouldn't be doing what they're doing. Right. That's number one. But number two, there's a hierarchy. Yes. And we as a society need to stand up and say, this is how this hierarchy works, and this is well, this is a tenant, this is like a... Uh, a, a building block of our society. This is an important thing. Right. That once this starts fading, then we're losing everything. Right, right, right. What I mean, listen, I know a lot of listeners are out there are going to hate when I say this because, you know, uh, uh, they don't want to, no one wants a bigger government. You know, some people say big government is the problem, blah, 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 whatever. But I think this is a situation where there could be a government agency that makes sure that VFX artists get assigned to theatrical projects before they go to streaming. Yes. You know, it's because I, the industry itself is not doing a good job of managing that. So maybe this is where, and I'm sure there's, there's a listener shaking their fist, no, 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 but we may need government to step in. Have a have a VFX czar mm-hmm. and have someone who is whose job it is is to legislate. No, we need more VFX artists on theatrically released movies. She Hulk is going to have to wait. Yeah, uh, Captain and Winter Soldier is going to have to wait because we're not done with Salem's Lot yet. And they're realizing. You look at the Batgirl situation. Mm-hmm. These streaming movies don't make money. Right, right. Just as themselves. A movie theatrically released that is a spectac like a spectacularly well rendered VFX just uh blockbuster can make you a lot of money. Right, right. So it's I think it's gonna just settle itself. They're right. gonna figure that out. That you that So you're you, saying don't involve the government. I feel like the government should be involved. If nature doesn't take its course. Okay. Which I think nature's gonna start taking its okay. course with this kind of stuff. Okay. Right? Where you're gonna allocate your resources to where it can make you the most money. I, I would hope that starts happening because the fact that these streaming shows and the need for VFX on streaming shows mm-hmm. is causing us to have such a delay in big theatrical movies. If the industry doesn't figure it out naturally, if you know, if uh, uh, if capitalism doesn't doesn't sort it out, then maybe you need a government oversight department to assign VFX to theatrical. Yeah, I mean, I'm not against that. I think right. I think it's a wait and see situation. Okay, but you know, we don't have much longer to wait. Right, right, because we've seen a lot. Right. Well, we've seen too much. Presidential elections are in just a couple of years, and the VFX situation could be a major issue. So it it would it would be great to be able to sit down with these candidates, whoever they may be, right, at uh, and ask these questions. I mean, I think the Bo boys at that point are going to be able to get the credentials. Right, we're going to go to both of the. The the what is it the conventions conventions yeah and uh, we're I, gonna I, ask the hard questions. I think by the twenty twenty four election, I would hope we don't have to go anywhere, and it's the candidates come to us. Mm-hmm. You know, the candidates come to us; they give us their platforms on VFX, on uh, upgrading the the screens and movie theaters. You know, are are you going to be the candidate that gets us more premium screens? Across the country, are you going to be the candidate that gets us more 40Xs, more Rumble yes, seats? Yes, yes. Well, are you going to be the? What is your stance on popcorn? Mm-hmm. You know how many? What What are the? Are there popcorn sizes that we haven't gotten to yet? That yeah. that your candidacy could bring us? Absolutely. So you know we'll see as we get closer to the 2024 election. You know the Bo boys are probably going to be an important stop. 
Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about this coming weekend. We yeah. went. We were going to preview this weekend, and we went all the way to 2024. Yes, yes. That so is that is how much out. we were trying to avoid talking about this weekend. But yeah, I mean, listen, there's some good stuff, potentially good stuff coming out this Friday, uh, August 12th. There's actually movies that I'm pretty interested. Well, we'll start with a movie that we've already seen. Mm. So. Last weekend, we saw Bodies, Bodies, Bodies open in very limited release, six theaters across the country. Yeah. Of course, several of them were in New York City, greatest city in the world, we're coastal elite, so we get to see, you know, movies like this earlier than everyone else. Yeah. It is what it is. Everyone understands it. Yeah. You know, if you're living in the stacks, you're a plain Billy, you can't you can't even be upset about it. You you get it. Yeah. Well, Man. there's why else would you leave your hometown other than to be able to do what we do? Right. Come to a coastal elite city and you see big movies a couple of weeks earlier than their national release. So we saw Bodies, 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 and that is now going wide this Friday, August 12th. It's going to be in at least 1,200 theaters. Some places are saying it's going to be up to 1,800 theaters, mm-hmm. but definitely a major uh, upgrade over being in six theaters last weekend. Yes. And what do we think the potential is on this movie breaking out a little bit? You know, A24, they got that limited release weekend where it got a lot of great press, had that by far the highest per screen average in the top 10 you know, or of any movie. It, it got a lot of, like, good buzz, good headlines. The reviews seem pretty good. Yeah. People who saw it, I think, are the ones who are predisposed to like it. Mm-hmm. And they liked it, so that's all positive. But having seen this and hearing the buzz, is this a horror movie that has any breakout potential opening weekend? Well, it had the best, second best per screen average since... Everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay. Which is good, because that was a major hit. Right. Right now, Box Office Pro has it tracking anywhere from three to five million. Okay. The thing about this is, Pete Davidson did get a little bit of a bump when it came to news cycle, Mm -hmm. because him and uh, Kim Kardashian supposedly split. Okay. So that's big. So they timed that well. Yeah. But is it big online like how will that translate i don't know if that translates i don't know if that's like oh i remember pete davidson exists now right right. i don't think that's the case right splits aren't ticks exactly exactly so i again we're not the prime demo for this no i'm not feeling heavy heavy buzz for this i'm not feeling any sort of like this is a movie you must see not like everything Everywhere, all at once. Right, right. Though you did doubt that buzz for a while. Doubt you, the buzz on everything, everywhere, all at once. You did no, very early on. I thought, you were, you were, you were. That is a not, false. That's false. I'll tell you how. I mean, I'll go tell to you the, the arc of it. Well, always. I edit, we always, so I always I double listen to these episodes. Okay. Sometimes triple when I fuck up. Um, and here is the arc. When we were talking about that movie at first, Mm -hmm. I talked about how I thought it could be a breakout because of the fact that it was getting good buzz, that it was targeting specifically a demo. Okay. And those kind of movies can really do well if that demo comes out. Then we had the first weekend, and it didn't set the world on fire. It didn't, right? That is the facts. Mm-hmm. And well, then, it didn't open to like fifteen. Yeah, but but it, but, but it didn't it didn't open it, the buzz the buzz built slowly on that. So I kind of jumped off the bandwagon before it started getting slow. Mm-hmm. I mean, start getting fast. But I was I was at the beginning of that bandwagon. But I jumped off of it. You jumped off, and so, it took you a while to get back on. So it took you me a while were running to get back alongside on. the yes, tracks yes. for a while. Yeah, I I I got I got on it. It said, this is moving too slow. Right. Jumped off of it. It started moving. And then I was checking my phone and I was like, oh, wait, let me get back on this. Right, right. And so that's what happened. So you are correct in a way that I was not on the bandwagon at a specific time, but I was originally on it and jumped off. Right. So So as always, we're always, we're both right. Exactly. Yeah. This, I will say, I'm not even trying to get on this bandwagon. Okay. Because I don't think this bandwagon is going to be going. I do think three to five, I could see this going on the high end of that. Yeah. 
I would go, I mean, my thought is this is not going to be everything everywhere all at once. It does not have that kind of uh, universality. It's, it's, it's as, as much as everything everywhere was a crazy movie and there was a lot going on, it still was more accessible than a sort of snarky movie about uh, teens and 20-year-olds or whatever they are being cruel to each other, which we both liked this movie. It was mm-hmm. really fun. Um, but it's not widely accessible, and it is not exactly a horror movie. Yes. And I think that is the, that, more than anything, is going to be the thing that limits it from breaking out is it is not a slasher movie. It's not a horror movie. It's probably more of a comedy yeah. than anything else. You know, of any genre, it's more of a dark comedy. It's almost more of a very bad things genre than it is a horror movie. So It's like the, knock, knock. Yes. It's like that genre always has a ceiling. Yes. That said... Three to five feels a little low. I do think this could hit like seven million opening weekend. I think it could because I do think there's some juice in Pete Davidson. Okay. And he's never really had a shot at the box office until now because King of Staten Island famously just, you know, that was June 2020. So that went straight to PVOD. And what big time adolescence and his other movies have all been straight to streaming yeah. from the beginning. He's never really had a Pete Davidson star at the box office. He's a pretty famous guy. Yes. I mean, but and that's to the a certain key. demo. That's the key. He's famous, but he's not a star. He's not a well, he's a st- I mean, listen, he's not a box office star, obviously. He's never had box office, but I do think that. He, plus the fact that until people really start to see it, it still has like a little bit of horror movie aspect in its marketing. I think it'll take a little longer before people realize it's not a horror movie. Because it's A24 and that's what they do. That's what they do. Again. Um, Though A24, I feel like having seen the movie, this is one of the more honest trailers of A24 movies. And not honest trailers, whatever it is they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like – the 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 trailer for Bodies 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 says it's going to be sort of a, a a snarky you know young people romp and that pretty much is what it is. I think this could do seven. Mm. I th- I think it could. I think young people come out. I don't think this is going to be a Zola situation. No, no, like which a disaster. was the opening weekend of Zola? Did that open at like three point two? It was pretty low. And then end up like tapping out at like seven or eight. I feel like that would have been. Do I have to search for at Zola? I think you're going to have to do at Zola, yeah. Wow. It's worse than you thought, Pat. What did you say for the opening? Did it open at three? Did it open lower? It opened like one or something? 1.2. Okay. 1.2 is the what? Was that in like July 2020? Is that when that came out? It was June 2021. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry, 2021. Yeah. It's domestic. Cume was 4.8. Okay. Yeah, it's not going to be a Zola situation. It's not going to be a Zola situation. Yeah, I, I, I'm i going to say it could hit 7 million. I think what people, I've heard, and I don't, I don't see this, obviously. Right. But people are saying, oh, is this the Gen Z scream? Right? I mean, it's and, not. It, well, I mean, just go with me on this because think you, think sure. about. But I had to have an an automatic reaction though to this being compared to Scream. Yeah, exactly. But but I mean, if you think about it, right? None of those people were well known, right. except for Drew Barrymore. Right. I mean, I guess Nev, Nev Campbell was in a TV show, but right. The, it it is kind of a whodunit. Right. Scream is a whodunit. Right. Again, it doesn't have like 
the mask thing. Like bodies, bodies, bodies never shows a, guy, a person in a mask. Right, right. And so right. that separates it. But the way that this movie is commenting on the generation mm-hmm. and commenting on things, I mean, it's not as meta about being in a horror movie. Right. But there and are it's not a horror movie. I think it, that's the thing Scream had going for but it. There's it was similar, clearly a slasher movie. There's similarities there. Yeah. Now, Scream was not supposed to do anything. Scream was supposed to be a huge bop. Again, Courtney Cox, again, she was on Friends, so she was big. Right, right. Henry Winkler. Uh, Henry Winkler, yeah, he was the Fonz. Right. Uh, but uh, Rachel Sennett, I mean, huge on Instagram. Right, right. Like, the thing about the new media mm-hmm. is that is Rachel Sennett her Instagram following equivalent to the level of fame that somebody like Courtney Cox had? Courtney Cox this, was on Friends at the time, which was the biggest, the biggest show, show on television, television, barring your Seinfeld or your ER. Yeah, is that as big as a big social media following right now? I I would still say that Friends is bigger at the time because it goes into people's uh, living rooms. Yeah, yeah, almost without their consent. Right, where right. Instagram Instagram really doesn't. Right, right. So I, I I would say that I don't think Rachel Sennett is as big of a star today as well, Courtney Cox was at the time of Scream. Pete I don't Davi- think so. I don't think so. But Pete Davidson's a, a big star, and he's he's probably at the level of where Drew Barrymore was. They're a in good Scream. comp. Yeah. yeah, where at the time they're both more, um, a little bit more like tabloid famous mm-hmm. than they are movie star famous. Because for Drew Barrymore, Scream is before Wedding Singer. It's like a yes, year or two it's before the Wedding Singer. beginning of her renaissance. Right, like Wedding Singer, Scream plus Wedding Singer turned her into a movie star. Yeah, and obviously from, now she's a producer and a, an icon and I mean right. she's a forever kind of oh, star, forever star for sure. at this point. But and and it's TBD what happens with Pete Davidson. Right. Because he's left SNL and now who knows what's going on. Yeah, I, I think that there I mean you know Pete Davidson and to a lesser de- much lesser degree Rachel Sennett are the only known people in this cast. I mean, you've also got the Pushing Daisies guy, uh, Lee. Yeah, what is his oh, name? Oh, people are yelling at us now. He's great. He's great in this and movie. And he's great in this movie. And he's just, uh, I mean, the, the guy's a hunk and he's a beefcake and he's a great actor. And, and he's a very tall. He's like a shockingly- Extremely almost tall. Almost too tall to be a, a movie star because- you can't put him in a shot with Al Pacino. It's just impossible. Yeah. But, uh, you know, th- this cast, and then I'm sure people are yelling, there's probably other members of this cast who are big for other things. Well, Maria they, Oh, Bacalova. Maria Bakalova is an Oscar nominee from a couple of years ago. Yeah. So there there are names in this cast that are on the on the up. You know, they're, they're on the uptick there. But th- I would say... Other than Pete Davidson, it is the trailer and the allure of young people in a maybe horror-ish movie is the draw here. And the fact that it's getting really good reviews and that the people who saw it last weekend, like us, are influencers. Yes. You know, they you, you do these limited release weekends in the big cities— so that influencers like the B.O. Boys and other young people mm-hmm. go out and talk about the movie, which we're doing right now. So I think yeah. those are the things this movie has going for it. But I would still say $7 million to me is the ceiling. If this thing were to hit $10 million, I would oh, be I, I don't, out of my mind. I, I, I can't imagine that. that. I think 5 to 7 to me feels like the tracking. I, I think it will do at least 5 Yeah. Lee Pace is the gentleman Lee who we're, we're trying to think of. He's great. So, okay, so I'm I'm at five. Yeah, I'm at seven, but I think that is the true range. I'd mm-hmm. be surprised if this goes under five. So we're looking at um, our normal website that we look at for our tracking, which mm-hmm. is Box Office Pro, and they order them in the hierarchy of what they think okay. they're going to make. And... The next movie that you're talking about that is opening is the 40th anniversary in IMAX 
of E.T. the extraterrestrial, wow. which they're thinking could make anywhere from one to three million. Wow. Okay, so E.T. I feel like we don't have to spend a lot of time talking about E.T. Everyone knows. I mean, listen. I mean, speaking talk, of Drew Barrymore. Speaking of Drew Barrymore. Um, I think the thing about this E.T. re-release is it's going to get some IMAX screens. It, I think it's only playing in premium screens. Well, so, it, yeah, IMAX is interesting this weekend because you still have some bullet train. Right. And you're getting some Maverick. Right. Which right. we'll talk about. And then you're getting E.T. Wow. So it's spread all over the map. Wow. They're trying. I mean, that's the thing. These theater chains are trying. Mm-hmm. And E.T., I mean, we talked about this previously. This is something that is going around on the internet that the next legacy sequel is probably going to be E.T. If they can get it together. If they could get Spielberg to sign off. Yeah. On it. He would have to direct it. If he doesn't direct it, then it's a no-go. <sighs> or somebody that is really reputable right that Blessed has by spielberg it yes. can't just be some indie darling who they showed his movie to spielberg and spielberg half watched it and yeah. said yeah sure that guy it's yeah. gotta be i mean honestly i don't know who it could be if it's not spielberg the 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 real money is in spielberg directing an et sequel yeah starring drew barrymore it can't be jj abrams it can't be J.J. Abrams. Yeah. 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 And it can't be Joss Whedon. It can't be Joss Whedon. I think it, it can't definitely be Col- can't be. It cannot be. And then yeah, it yeah. can't be Colin Trevorrow or whatever. No, no. Yeah. It can't be Colin Trevorrow. Um, I mean, maybe it's the Bodies, Bodies, Bodies director. I don't know. I don't know if Spielberg has seen this movie, if he's a Rachel Sennett fan. Possibly. Who knows? Um, we have to we have to check out our Instagram and see if it's followed by Steven, the real Steven Spielberg. Right. right. At the real Steven Spielberg. We're very possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the E.T. re-release, I think that's the most newsworthy part, is this greasing the wheels to get Spielberg to direct a sequel. Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to be able to get Spielberg out to a screening this weekend, do a Q&A? Someone from the crowd says, what's the deal, Spielberg? You direct the sequel. Yeah. And then he's like... Yeah, fuck it. Suck it. I'm directing a sequel <laughs> yeah. to E.T. And just on the spot at one yeah. of these Q&As, Spielberg decides to direct the sequel to E.T. because he just got so annoyed by a a, a fan. And then he just hawks a loogie on the ground. Uh, that would be awesome. That would be great. Um, so I think less, less important this weekend is what E.T.'s box office is. More important is does Spielberg go out to one of these Q&As watch the movie with a crowd again, and get inspired to direct an E.T. sequel. Yeah. That's the real story. That is. So you're thinking this whole this whole rollout is uh, a trap. Yes. It's baiting him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Universal is baiting Spielberg to direct a sequel to E.T. They wow. want to, I, I think they want him to feel the crowds asking for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully that goes well. I think that that's you know potentially one of the biggest box office stories of the year starts this weekend. Yeah, how oh, that'd be so. I mean, that's great. Yeah, I mean we need. I mean, we uh, as much as we are against. Oh, Hollywood doesn't have new ideas or whatever. Make e- et two. It's money in the bank. Also, and also it's a business. Yes. And there's certain things that need to be done, yeah, so that other things can be made. Exactly, right? Exactly. I mean, there's 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 lost leaders, and then there's things that keep the lights on. Right. 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 So uh, you got to keep the lights on, and ET has got the heart light. It's going to keep the the lights on. Yeah, that could keep the lights on for years to come. Yeah. This ET two comes out, makes Baffa Bobo. Yep. Here we go. And the great thing about ET is he doesn't age. Yep. Yeah, we keep getting Everyone, older, and he stays the same age. He stays the same age. Yep. So all I right, think, all right, all right. I think ET this weekend, people are going to maybe fall in love with him again, and then he just bursts out like the alien from Alien, bursts out of Spielberg's stomach, mm-hmm. and says, "I'm back." They should have done that at Comic Con. Yeah, that would have been cool. So ET's coming out in a little re-release this weekend. So let me ask you this: Mac and Rita, the Diane Keaton. Not body swap, but sort of age up movie. Yeah. Is that, what release is that getting? Now, this is a Gravitas Ventures movie. We watched this trailer 
a few weeks ago and then just rewatched it today to refresh ourselves. This is a comedy starring Diane Keaton. It is about a group of young 20-something women. One of them is always saying how she's an old soul. I'm an old soul. You know, in the movie, she's played by a uh, a, a very young actress in her 20s, but she's, I'm an old soul. And then they go to a fortune teller played by Simon Rex, the great mm-hmm. Red Rocket himself. Yep. And she wakes up as an old lady, Diane Keaton. Yes. And hilarity ensues. And I like this trailer. Uh, the trailer's fun. I think the concept is good. Right. It's, Diane Keaton is a star. I who's mean, had a hit recently. Book club. Look at book club. There's yeah. going to be a book club too. Yeah. Is that the recent hit? You were talking yeah, about? that's the recent okay. hit. But I mean, you know, pandemic, and it's not like Diane Keaton makes five movies a year. Exactly. So. Um, it's tracking at less than one point five million. So I'm wow. assuming they're saying it's a wide release, but that wide could mean. 998 theaters. So it's not factoring into the top 10 here for the numbers. I I wish this was a Universal Studios movie. Yeah. Because this concept and this cast, specifically Diane Keaton and Simon Rex. Yeah. If this was a Universal Studios picture, I would feel a lot better about the quality of the movie mm-hmm. and the promotion and the studio and and the theater count. Yeah, this is a Gravitas Ventures release. Gravitas Ventures, which I'm sure we've talked about in the past, that is the only time I ever see their logo is when I'm doing a deep dig into a Hulu or into a Tubi or another streamer. And there's some movie I've never heard of, but it has an actor I've heard of. Well, like Adam Pally. It has, yes. They are the studio of your Adam Pally's, your Thomas Middleditch's, you know, your your T.J. Miller's, uh, not anymore, but, you know, yeah. uh, way back when. Those types of movies. But, yes, an Adam Pally, you know, pal-around movie oftentimes will be put out by Gravitas Ventures. So, they rarely get theatrical, like yeah. theatrical releases. Yeah. So this is a rarity. They must think that something is here. It's a good, fun trailer. It does look. I mean, even in the trailer, you could feel it being a little low rent. Mm-hmm. You know, like even, even just the way they use text treatments in the trailer. Yeah, gives you that feeling of oh yeah, this should be. Something I just stumble upon deep into Amazon Prime. Yeah. You know, I'm scrolling and it's like this weird selection of, of do you want to watch all these collected industrial films from the 50s? We have an hour and a half of that. Scroll past that. And it's like, oh, a Gravitas Ventures movie, mm-hmm. Mac and Rita. Yeah. You know, the, the trailer has a little bit of that that lack of polish. Although they did release that movie. Remember Our Friend? Jason Segel, Dakota Johnson, and Casey Affleck. That got, I feel like that got a theatrical release. But, but I mean, it didn't do anything. What is our friend? That's true. That's true. So, this is a movie that if it's tracking at one and a half million, I'd, even though I like the trailer, I'd be hard pressed to say it's going to do more because it doesn't have the penetration. No. It, it, it hasn't penetrated the consciousness. No. We had to search this out. Yes. And we had to stumble upon it. Yeah, a friend just, of ours had to text us this. I, I was the one who did. Oh. That was me. But it's a big chain. It's a thread. It's, no one knows it's who texts. A, yeah. Why. And yeah. it's like four people. It's hard to keep track yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. And we're like a hive mind anyway. So right. it doesn't matter who who texted it. It's it's there. Yeah. But like you said, I agree. If this is universal, then this movie could make, you know, $10 million. Right. 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 It's possible. Right. Especially with older people going to the theaters like we're seeing. Right. Uh, this, with the release that it has and the Gravitas Ventures, I don't want to say stench, but, but there's, stench. Definitely a, there's definitely a, a little bit of a, of, a, of a smell there. I mean, Ventures just shouldn't be in the title of your film production no, company. No, you're right. Because 
it just feels you think venture capitalists, you mm-hmm. think just tech investment, weaselly bros. It's like just call it gravitas pictures. And it's one of many things it feels right. like. Yes. Oh, we also have an energy drink. Right. And scuba we also gear. have scuba gear. Exactly. It's just yeah. one of our ventures. Right. You know right. us and our ventures. Right. We've got tons of them. Right. Wanna buy our Bitcoin? Right. Right. So I do think that with the marketing, with the lack of penetration here, 1.5 seems pretty... I guess so. I guess so. It's, you know, it's a... I mean, this I thing would, could make... This thing could make $986,000. Right, right, right. It could be a Playmobil situation, which is a shame because Diane Keaton, from the trailer, looks like she gave 110%. Yeah, she, she looks, is, and she looks great. She's still a she star. Yeah. She's still a goddamn star. Yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. It's just everybody around her, you know, sans Simon Rex, of course, who's ascending. Right. But I do feel like this might be a movie that he did before Red Rocket was released. Maybe, And, and maybe yeah. he got like, you know, it was one of those things where like, I'm doing this movie with Sean Baker. And, and, and then it got out to the town and they were like, hey, do you want to do this? Right. And for Simon Rex, who for the last 10 years has done pretty much nothing... Him being in a movie second build to Diane Keaton is a big deal. Absolutely. Even coming after Red Rocket. Yeah. Even though this is not going to really make much money. Two years ago, you wouldn't have thought you'd see Simon Rex in a Diane Keaton movie. So No, not at all. No, you, you know, think you would see him on stage rapper. with Andy Milanakis as Dirt Nasty. Right. Although right. not a field rapper. He's had, I mean, they've they've had some success. Okay. Yeah, they've had some success. Definitely. But, but, yeah, I mean, you're not going to see Andy Milanakis even in a Gravitas Ventures picture. Probably not. He's yeah. on Twitch. Yeah. He's making his bones on Twitch. Yeah. Good so for him. So where are we looking? I, I, Mac and Rita is not going to play into the top ten. No, it's not. I mean, I guess the only thing that's going to – I mean, we're about to do our top five. The only thing that new that's going to affect the top five is Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. So do we want to talk at all about falling? Fall. Just fall. fall. I'm so sorry. So so sorry. So we just watched the trailer for Fall. It's about two young women who climb an abandoned water tower, or TV, TV tower, tower, in the middle of nowhere, and yeah. there's a big ladder, and they climb the big ladder, and then the ladder falls, and they're stuck at the top of the tower, and they got to figure out how to get down. Also, they have no water, and they show shots of like lizards and crows and stuff. It's a cool trailer. Yeah. It's a fun premise. Producers of 47 Meters Down, which, again, that had sharks, so it's a whole different story. And that is not Blake Lively, right? No, that was, the 47 Meters Down is the Mandy Moore, Mandy Moore movie right. that came after the Blake Lively movie, which I'm still searching for the name of. So, Fall, are either of those two actresses stars that maybe I'm just unaware of. Not that I know. I mean, I'm unaware of them too. Right. I, I mean, mean, for all we know, they, they're like people who everyone like on like Riverdale or something. I don't know. Or they but, created a viral dance. Right, right. But but off the top of our heads, neither of those are Mandy Moore, Blake Lively level people that yeah. are going to pull a genre movie like that into the public consciousness. I mean, is that another movie that's going to just do $1 million? I've Probably, seen nothing yeah. on that movie. I mean, yeah, I've seen nothing. It doesn't have the prestige or the buzziness of, like, sharks. Right, right. Being up in the air is not as scary. Well, it's scary, but I don't think it's as viscerally scary as being under the water for people. Right. So, You yeah. know what's interesting? And we talk about this more next week when we get the results of these movies. Fall and Mac and Rita feel like movies that would have done better. And obviously they didn't exist at this time. But the type of movie that weirdly would have done better if they had come out in November of 2020 mm-hmm. than now. Absolutely. They could be number one. Because think of our beloved, and uh, I'll put this out there right now. Bill Simmons, The Rewatchables, you should do an episode on on this legendary movie, The War with Grandpa. Yes. The War with Grandpa coming out next week probably feels a lot like Mac and Rita 
as opposed to coming out in 2020 and it was a juggernaut. It was the biggest thing in the country for a few months. It was yeah. the culture. Mm-hmm. And I think Mac and Rita probably would have done well in a pandemic. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the Blake Lively and movie the, we're fall. trying to think of is The Shallows. The Shallows, which mm-hmm. I saw in the theater and it was good. And that was a big hit. You know, oh, absolutely. Like, I, I mean, think it made like 50 or 60 million total. 55. Well, I mean, nailed it. And then internationally, it made 63. So right. it's made over $100 million. So there's worldwide. a there's a definitely an audience for a genre movie like Fall and a premise like Fall. I do think it needed to have some kind of recognizable star in it to break out. <laughs> Pardon know? me. But I think Air does not. Air as an IP mm-hmm. is not as strong as water right. as an IP. Right. And then fire as an IP is somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Backdraft and Firestarter, those are really the big ones I can think of. Right, right, but right. But there's been more water-based blockbusters when you think of Jaws, when you think of- Well, Titanic. Titanic. I mean, absolutely, it's the biggest right, right. fish there is. Right, right. right? The so, Meg. Yeah, the Meg. So I think the air really hasn't. Well, because it the, depends. Are we counting Maverick as the air? I mean, the air. If you're counting airplanes and the air, but if you're mm, talking just, I mean, I think in the air. I think that this movie, you know, I guess it's sort of the towering inferno though, without the fire, because you've got the tower, but you don't have the inferno. That's and what that's Paul what's is. missing is the yeah. is the inferno. And listen, maybe. That's the twist they're hiding in this movie, that at some point this tower catches on fire. I wouldn't be surprised. It's not in the trailer. So right now, all they're they're promising you is the fall. But, I mean, people like mountain climbing movies, cliffhangers. Everest didn't uh, underperformed. Yeah, but I think the the problem with this movie is just more a lack of stars, and there is no promotion. Yes, yes, absolutely. We we know this movie exists because we're scouring the schedules online. For anything to talk about, yeah, absolutely. So do we want to do our top fives? Let's do our top fives. I think it's time. So I'll give you the honor of going first. Um, I don't think any of the movies we talked about are going to figure into the top five at all. Really? Okay. No. Because number one, I think, is going to be Bullet Train again. Yep. The question with Bullet Train is what does it drop? So we didn't get into this at all, but let's do a quick prediction. I mean, I think 60%. Okay. That seems I think fair. it'll be on the higher end, but in the usual high end of what mm-hmm. a big movie does. So last weekend it did $30 million, So... It'll drop down to twelve or thirteen. That feels a little low. I'll say it does like thirteen million. So then that would be a drop more in the mid fifties. Yeah, yeah. So I think that. I think then thirteen million is what it'll make. Is there any way this drops in the forties? I mean, that would be great. Apparently, it's doing pretty well during the week. It had a a good Tuesday. You know, I I saw that it had a better Tuesday than Lost City's first Tuesday. So mm-hmm. it's. You know, and there's no new competition, so maybe. But I, I'm feeling it'll make 13 million. I don't know. What do you think? Okay. Um. I. I do you think it'll make 15 million or more? I mean, I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. But I'm also low on this movie. Right. Right. I think because one of the one of the ways I I think about this too is that you know I'm a theater goer and I go all the time. Right. And I haven't seen this yet. And I don't have plans to see it. Mm. So it makes me feel like there's a lot of people. And, and I'm the demo for, I mean, we're a little out of the demo for this, but we are in no, the demo for No, we're in the demo. This. Brad Pitt fans are, yeah. are probably on the 30 plus side. Yeah. So we are in the demo for this. And if I'm not rushing out to see it, then it makes me feel like it's probably going to drop around, like you were saying, maybe in the 50s. Okay. I mean, it's hard for me to disagree with 13. Okay. Because I think it'll make that. Okay. So then, all right. So you have that at around 13 or so, maybe yeah. 14. Number two, Super Pets. Right. I think that definitely is going to stay at number two. Here's where it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. Because we got this IMAX release. Right. For Maverick. Maverick. And according to Box Office Pro, they have it at number three. And they're saying it's going to make $6.8 million and only drop 3%. Wow. Now, here's the thing, though. 
last weekend, Maverick only dropped like 15%. Wow. So if you're adding IMAX theaters, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a race between Nope and Top Gun Maverick. Wow. And if we're talking about movies that I've seen or I'm gonna go see again over the other movie, I'm gonna go Top Gun Maverick here at number three. So you're going Maverick three, so then do you have Nope at four? Then I have Nope at four, and then I'm gonna go with Minions. At number five. What did Minions make last weekend again? Um, that's a great question. So let me see. So you don't have Bodies, Bodies, Bodies getting into top five? No, because Bodies, 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 I don't think if the So you think Minions highest, is going to make more than five million I think this it's going to make. I think it's going to make a, enough to beat Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. All right. So I think I would go same top three. Obviously, Bullet Train, Pets, Maverick. Okay. I do think Bodies could get in at number four and Nope number five. Well, you're big on Bodies. Yeah, I think Bodies could get to six or seven, which I think then gets ahead of Nope. Great. I mean, if that's in the top five, that's great. If it's right under Maverick, that's awesome. Right. It's in great company. And speaking of Maverick, we talked about this last weekend. Not last weekend, last episode. And Top Gun Maverick has beat Titanic. Wow. And I don't have the email in front of me. Yes. But our friend Danny from I I Scream, You Scream scream for movies. movies, Number four. Said that we should clap for Maverick. That's a great way to end this episode. Because it overtook Titanic. And I think, I agree, Danny, it was our most anticipated movie. Yep. His most anticipated movie. Yeah. And so this success we've talked about and we will continue to talk about. It. And I mean, it, like, could it beat Super Pets? Like, I don't think could that's get crazy. I don't think that's nuts. I mean, listen, I said this both on our show and on Twitter maybe a month or two ago mm-hmm. that Maverick will get to number one again by either first weekend in September or maybe a week or two before or after. And I agreed with this. Yeah. We both agree. I think that path is clearer than ever now. Yeah. Because it basically, when does it get past Bullet Train and Super Pets? Mm -hmm. And that is probably coming in the next two to three weeks. But it has passed Titanic. Danny, you asked us to clap. And if you're sitting there listening, join us right now as we clap for Maverick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We did it. We did it. So, Pat, where can people email their audio file of them clapping along? Email us, theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. If you joined along and clapped for Maverick, email us those claps. We may play those claps on a future show, maybe on an episode when Maverick, if it passes Black Panther at some point to move up on the list of all-time domestic earners. Maybe then we can include your claps with our next batch of claps that we do on air mm-hmm. for Maverick. So send us your Maverick claps, the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. And Clayton, I think we've done we've it. Done, we've done it. And I don't think there's anything left to say. No. Except until next time. We'll, we'll smell you at the box office. Nailed it. <laughs>